So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. I want to be clear. What I'm about to say is not necessarily a compliment to the Panthers. Could be described as that. It could be twisted into that, but I just want to nip that in the bud from the beginning. Now you're going to backhanded compliment? It, no, it's not even a backhanded compliment. Oh, okay. The NFC South is so bad. How bad is it? That just about every week seems like a perfect opportunity for the Panthers to get back on track. <laughs> just about every week, I'm like, well, if there's a week, if they're going to put it together, this there's a lot of pieces that make sense here. <sighs> they're playing New Orleans this weekend. And I, I hate to say it, the Saints are ripe for the picking. Derek Carr, by the way, uh, reports today are, are that uh, he practiced in full despite shoulder injuries, back injuries, and he still hasn't um, still hasn't cleared concussion protocol. Oh, okay. but he practiced in full. But so 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 think about where the Saints are. Okay, <laughs> this past week, every time Derek Carr took the field, their fans booed, and then he got hurt, and then he got hurt again, and then he got put in concussion protocol. And he might be back out there for the Saints. That's the good case scenario. If he can't make it back out there for the Saints, if he can't cl clear concussion protocol, which I think he likely will if he's practicing in full, but hey, far be it from me to protect the uh, to to predict the protocol. Uh, but if he doesn't make it, that means you get Jameis Winston, who, by the way, came in in, in uh, relief of Derek Carr, and the first thing he did was throw an almost picture-perfect interception that got tipped up into the air and caught by his own guy and ran for like 40 yards. <laughs> so just Jameis stepped right back into Jameis. Like, he, he was in midseason form. Either Derek Carr, who's not 100%, or Jameis Winston. I mean, is there ever a get-right game? Uh, more so, though, more so even than that, the Saints are tied for the second-fewest sacks in the NFL. Their defense has gotten the quarterback on the ground second fewest times of anyone in the NFL. Ironically, guess who they're tied with? That's right, the Carolina Panthers. Oh. So how about this? Ready? Here's how it goes. As bad as you've complained that the Panthers' pass rush is, as much as you've said, uh, Itergros Matos or uh, uh, Johnson or... I mean, he, Amari Barno. Amari Barno. Houston didn't really get a chance at it. No. Uh, Brian Burns has been hurt, right? As bad as you've complained about the pass rush for the Panthers, that's how bad the Saints' pass rush is. That is an opportunity for the Panthers' offense to do some things that they wouldn't be able to pull off against a better pass rush. If you want to run the, the five-step drop out of the shotgun, if you want to run the double move, where the receivers need a bit more time to get open. If you want to run the play action, you might be able to against this team. A whole bunch of teams you can't, right? If you're going up against somebody with like a grade A pass rusher, you might as well take that play, uh, out of your playbook because your offensive line can't keep the grade A pass rusher out of the lap of Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. But but this might be it. This might be it. 
Well, here's the problem, Tim. I'm, I'm here for problems. I'm the also Ca- here for solutions. The Carolina Panthers are the get-right game for everyone else on their schedule. Yes. So who's, who says to say that Saints aren't like, hey, guys. Saints are like, this is where we get out of the second to last place in, in sacks. This is where we, we get nine of them and we jump up to 15th. Think they're on their, hey, guys, I think they're on their seventh and eighth starting guards this season. Bradley Bozeman, their center's questionable. And Iki Kwanu, uh, hey, guys, let's get after it. That is why I started this with an emphasis on this was not a compliment to the the Panthers. Okay. It's it's Let's be real. If you think the Panthers are so bad that they are not capable of having a good game, then I'm just what I'm going to do. This is this is seriously what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to I'm going to next Friday I'm going to record a segment that I just talk about. The interior of the offensive line is no good. The secondary can't stay healthy. Uh, Bryce Young is regressing. I'll just say all of those things, and then we'll record it like we always do, and I'll just play it every Friday going into the games because it'll be like that. If they're a lost cause, they're a lost cause. If If they're gone, they're gone. If they're done, they're done, right? If you still think there's a chance, I'm not saying a chance to like, went out I'm saying if you don't think there's a, if you think there's a chance if you just think there's one iota of possibility that I don't know they finish the season with three wins right if there's one iota of possibility that they have to give the Bears the third overall pick rather than the first if you think there's one iota of possibility, you need to look for the opportunities, right? They play Jacksonville and Green Bay later this year. Uh, probably not the ones you're gonna you're gonna figure out. The Saints with a hurt Derek Carr or a Jameis Winston. Now we're talking. The Saints who happen to have a a weakness on defense at one of the places you are worst on offense. All right, now we got a little bit of possibility, right? Now we got a little bit of possibility. And 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 again, the the detriment to the Panthers is sometimes you just have to hope for a little bit of possibility, right? It's you know, um, maybe everyone else doesn't do this as much as I do because I'm a nerd. When you go to the preview of games on ESPN.com, they have the ESPN matchup predictor, and it's a like a pie chart, and it shows you the percentage to win for for each team. Uh, sometimes you get there, and it's like the whole pie is like a Pac-Man of the pie, mm-hmm. is the Panthers are going to lose. And I'm going, you know what? This game, mini goals, right? Try not to get beat by 14. Try to cover the spread. Try to, uh, you know, get a touchdown pass or two for Bryce. And, and uh, you know, don't get embarrassed, right? Okay. Hopefully it's a 1 o'clock Sunday game so you can get mixed in with the rest of the slate rather than everybody watching on a, on a primetime game. But when there's a game that's like, hey, you know what? That's like 58% Saints. That's all you can ask for, right? So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance this weekend. There's a chance this weekend. Bryce Young obviously needs a little bit of time in the pocket. He might get a little bit more. I'm not saying he's going to get a lot of time. I'm not saying, hey, the Saints are so bad that Bryce Young's going to set up a tent and a, and a, a beach umbrella and he's going to be able to chill back there <laughs> with a with a coconut and a little little uh, – little umbrella drink in the coconut. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying what used to be 2.2 seconds might be 2.8. And and it does feel like a couple times a game, Bryce Young is half a second away from 
realizing something or, or somebody breaking open or seeing Mingo deep or seeing Chark on a post, whatever it is, this game might be one where you can get it. And I can't tell you how badly Panthers fans and anyone that, that forces themselves to watch every game every week needs to see a 60-yard touchdown. Yeah. Like like a 60-yard a touchdown where the defense stops chasing them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The equivalent of the home run where the, the outfielder doesn't run to the fence. They just turn and watch it. Like, they, they need that so desperately. Where before, let's say Chark catches it, before Chark, Chark crosses the end line, the safety in the corner are already yelling at each other. <laughs> like, that's what they need. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying there's a much better chance this week than some of the weeks we've just seen. And sometimes, yeah, it does take that just give me a little hope. Let's, let's be optimistic for a change. Let's, let's be optimistic for a change. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. And also make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215. Or text Tim to 600-700. The Panthers' biggest nightmare is coming true. Maybe biggest might be the wrong term, but one of their biggest nightmares is coming true. I don't want to. I don't want to oversell. I mean, there's a lot of nightmares out uh, there. A massive few days for the Bears this this past you know week and a half. The Bears are holding Carolina's first pick. We know that from the Bryce Young trade. When you make that trade. It is actually a really, really big flex, right? It is a really, really big boast, right? It is, it is braggadocious. It is you saying, we're, we're going to get so much better that this pick is going to be second half of the first round. Keep in mind, you're also saying, we don't have a quarterback and we need a rookie to step in. And you're saying, we're trading away our number one wide receiver. Uh, and, and, and you're saying, still, even with knowing all of that, we are unbelievably confident that we are going to be an average to above average NFL team this year. Well, Arizona beat Pittsburgh a little bit ago. This is not going to be – I know you're a Steelers fan, Dennis. This is not going to be – this is doubly bad for you. Thanks for the reminders. Uh, Arizona beat Pittsburgh, yes, they did. which put Arizona a step away from the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And then last night the Panthers got their third win over the Steelers. You mean the Patriots? I mean, sorry, the Patriots. Yeah got their third win of the season over the Steelers. Which basically mean the Steelers have just gone on a little tour to to ruin the Panthers' uh, uh, chances of the number one pick. Tepper was a former owner, minority owner of the Steelers. Maybe Steelers so, are just helping him out. No, they're hurting him. Fair point. Maybe he left on not-in-so-nice terms. See? And the Roonies are going there around going, let's make it so this pick that they traded away is going to be the number one overall pick. <laughs> Maybe that's what's going on. I mean, why else would you play Trubisky? Um, <laughs> ricochet shot towards Mitch. That's, that's on me. Hand up. My bad. Uh, Chicago is in firm control of the number one pick. So much so that uh, ESPN put out a, a article where they cited their analytics department and they came up with the chances to earn a top two pick. Okay, so either number one or number two, which essentially means Caleb Williams or Drake May. 
uh, unless both of them go to the same team, then it's Caleb Williams or Drake May and Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, but the Bears, via the Panthers, have a 94% chance of being a top two pick. Bruh. It's coming true. This, day, I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to watch one of the best players in what I consider a much better draft than a season ago. One of the best players go to a team that you gave them your pick. You made such a big bet on yourself by trading a future first rounder. And it went completely busto. That, sh- that shows that the Panthers, like, for all they want to talk about, oh, wait, this was a developmental pick, and, oh, we knew there was going to be struggles. They truly, genuinely thought they were a quarterback away from being an average to above-average team. They genuinely thought, if you look at that roster, there's the the, the uh, now notorious, infamous press conference of Scott Fitter where they said, where he said, if you go through the roster position by position, they are better or the same at every position this year than they were last year. That wasn't lip service. It was wrong, but it wasn't lip service. He believed it, right? He believed it. The Panthers thought they were so good that the situation that is playing out as we speak, the situation that is being aided by those two Pittsburgh losses to Arizona and the Patriots, that exact situation they didn't think was possible. Because you don't trade away a future first if you think that's possible for the exact reason of what just took place. Now, they're, like this has happened in the past, and I've understood, right? Uh, when the Rams traded their first-round pick for Matt Stafford, they were a really good team adding a really good quarterback, and they immediately won the Super Bowl. I, I'm going to allow them to be surprised that the next year it ended up being like the sixth pick, right? Like It's like, hey, you know what? You probably Injuries had to hit, a bunch of things. I'm, I'm okay with you being surprised after you won a Super Bowl mm-hmm. that the next pick was was high. And you're like, oh, man, wish we wouldn't have traded that one away. Well, you went all in. You got what you wanted, though, right? And, and true, and they got a Super Bowl out of it. Uh, but I'm, allow- I'm allowing them to be surprised. Sure. I don't know how I allow the Panthers to be surprised that this ends up being such a high pick. Like, if you know that roster intimately, like, if you if you are Scott Fitter and you studied the the potential, the ceiling, the floor the, of every player on that roster, how in the world do you let that number one overall pick go away? Like, if, if, if you want to trade away the Chiefs' number one pick next year, go ahead. Yeah. Right? I know enough about that roster to know, I mean, in a bad season, it's going to be like 22. Like yeah, I'm worst. Yeah. Like I'm 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 comfortable with that. But at the same time, if I'm looking at the let me pick a team here, uh the Jets, mm-hmm. if I'm looking at the Buccaneers, I don't know, I'm just picking random kind of not great teams. If I'm looking at th- those teams and I'm trading away a future first, I better be so darn sure that my evaluation is so darn accurate that it will not be top five. I have to know the, the. I have to have a, a a trick up my sleeve, some kind of secret knowledge that you're all like, oh, you don't even know what's about to hit you. My team is so ready to launch. I only need fill in the blank, and I'm trading my future first round pick for that fill in the blank, and and it's going to unlock everything. If it's not that case, you can't give up the future first. Because I'm looking at the roster of the Panthers now, mm-hmm. like having seen it. 
which is 2020 hindsight, but I'm also not the GM of the Panthers. So I, I, you know, haven't watched film on every single player on that roster. I'm looking at the roster. I'm going, how did you expect this? Like, uh, you know, we, we joked that the, uh, the, the chiefs, right. Worst case scenario, they're picking 22 best case scenario. What are the Panthers picking? Like seven, <laughs> like, like if, if, if everything panned out, what are they picking? 11, maybe. And I'm still don't think you want to make, uh, give up that first rounder. If it's going to be 11. We so, did hear from Scott Fitterer before the season mm-hmm. talking about the roster. He said every position yep. group other than one is either equal or better than what we had last season. Yep, infamous. Like I said, it's an infamous presser. It's like, uh, sure about that? Well, I mean, it's just as a GM, you misevaluated most positions. Yeah. Because last year you were better at wide receiver for sure with DJ mm-hmm. Moore. You were better at offensive line for sure, just looking at the numbers. Uh, but even then, their offense line still wasn't good. Yeah, last year, they were they, average. They played above their mm-hmm. their their level. They they're middle of the road, which yeah. they they would do heinous things to have a middle of the road offensive line this they year. Probably would. Uh, running backs. I mean, Deontay Foreman has outproduced Miles Miles Sanders, mm-hmm. and you still have Chuba, so that's and they got rid of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yep. Ooh, yeah, you're wrong, Scott Fitter. Yeah. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity.